0: Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. And welcome back. Welcome back to the country, Chanel Vella. I'm
1: back. I'm so happy to be here doing our little pod.
0: Oh, well, tell everyone where you went. Well, it's
1: confusing because for people that listen or binge listen every week, it sounds like <laughs> I'm always here.
0: This is about the 10 millionth time you've referred to binge listening. I don't reckon anyone do. has binged our pod. I, think pot. Do I don't life. think they do. Well,
1: I've been I've been away. Some people might have seen
0: yeah, on, oh, of on course. TV.
1: Yes, So right. I've been away. I was sent to LA for two weeks and then randomly ended up... In a hurricane, or a hurricane, as you're meant to say, but I keep saying hurricane.
0: And I was, what do you say, hurricane? It's hurricane. Not hurricane. I learnt that over there. Hang on a
1: minute. Here's the story of a hurricane. see, you think that's what it is, but then you get a call from a producer saying you're saying it wrong, and it's a hurricane. Right? I know.
0: And ceremony is not ceremony, it's ceremony. It's ceremony. I don't know. Okay, mm. uh, I was genuinely worried. You might, you know, the building might fall down on well, you. Do you or... know?
1: I've I thought I was going to die twice.
0: In the hurricane.
1: In the hurricane.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's the first time I've been working and thinking I'm not safe.
0: When? What happened?
1: So, worked all day in LA, and then the bureau chief said. Mm, There's this hurricane in Florida. It's a Category 2. On the other side of the country. Right? But we think you should go, and they don't generally mind having a reporter on each side of the country because then if something else happens, you're close, you can go. So do you want to go? It said sure. So by the time I worked all day – on a plane all night to get there by the time we landed it was a category three Mm. so to give you some example hurricane katrina was a three yeah right so that's in your brain and then landed went and got supplies food petrol for the car all that did the flight sort of did did it cop any of the symptoms no because it was day before and it was eerie because the day that we landed in florida it was such a beautiful day It was amazing. People were at the the beach when we turned up. It was wonderful. Um, And then as the day went on, category four, so it was getting worse, and then we went to one hotel and when we pulled up, they were evacuating everyone from the hotel. They were like, this is right in the eye of the storm. You can't stay here. So then we had to find another hotel and that's when I, like, shit started getting real and I started getting worried. Why? Because it, be- it became really serious. And when I was first sent, they were like, oh, you might do a live cross in the rain and then come back and that'll be it. But then it was like there was mandatory evacuations.
0: <laughs> and was there American accents telling you what to do? Because that always p- puts a panic into me. Even yeah. the airport. Ma'am, you
1: cannot yeah. be here. That, that's, that, that's what they were yes. saying to me. I'm was... in the wrong area. Move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the... yeah. Yes. And they're really serious about it. They, they're not messing around. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> and they've got their trousers pulled up high do. with a belt. and the troopers and the National badge. Guard yes. and they're serious. Oh. And so then we checked into our hotel and the lady at reception said, just make sure you pull your blinds closed when the hurricane hits in case the windows smash. You don't want glass flying all the way across your room.
0: No. Um,
1: and if you feel you need to shelter during the storm, in your bathroom under the sink would be the the best place
0: Ooh, boy! so I
1: started getting scared yeah I was like my heart was fluttering at that
0: point this may be an obvious question but you're traveling what a sound guy and camera guy or just, just one? camera guy and and you have separate rooms don't you yeah because okay. that would be
1: weird otherwise yeah no no I was just yeah checking. but so also you're on, your own. on your own yeah so was he scared too oh I don't know he's a camera cameraman they're always brave all right okay and I was trying not to be a sissy but I was scared And so hurricane hits and it was just, it was just full on. I was scared. Like noisy? Yeah. And so it was only a couple of, uh, how do I put it? it? If the wind speed had picked up by a couple of... Kilometres per hour, it would have been a category five.
0: Whoa. So
1: it was right on being a five. What was the
0: massive one that hit Queensland a few years back? Because my sister was up there, you know, we were like led to believe that Queensland was going to be wiped off yes. the face of the map. My sister and her partner were in it, and I remember the next day, because I was terrified, and she had to climb up to the top mm. of a mountain to get phone reception oh, the next awful. day. And she said the thing that terrified them, they were sitting in their with mattresses all around them hiding in the middle of the lounge room, um, was the sound of it. She said it actually sounded like, yeah, there was a monster
1: creeping around the house. howls and you can hear all the – you can hear this howling and then you can hear car alarms going off and, like, uh, the alarms of buildings going off because it's just so crazy outside. Yeah. And because this is a podcast about dead bodies, there was quite a few deaths because people – didn't think it was going to be as bad, A, as bad as it was, and B, it hit early. How did they actually die, though? Well, it would be just people that stayed in their houses. So things hit, by hit debris. them? The house is falling on them. We got into Mexico Beach, which was where Hurricane Michael made landfall, yeah. and we were the only Australian crew to get in there. And the National Guard said to us when we went in, uh, if you could just stay in this area because there's uh, definitely bodies under the rubble and oh. we don't want you going too far and finding any of them. So you didn't say right. – well,
0: they said that to the wrong person. No. know. Were you so, like, no, this is what I do?
1: Well, I want to tell you a story. Oh, God, okay, go on. So – at this stage of the trip, I'd been working for pretty much two days without sleeping. For all those that think TV news is glamorous, you're wrong. I'd been working two days without sleep. Because when we had to cross to 6 o'clock news here, it was 2 a.m. in Florida. So we were staying up and there was no electricity. Uh, There was a mandatory curfew. And so we were the only ones on the street. It looked like, what's that Will Smith zombie movie where everything's destruction and there's no electricity? Um, I am legend. I am legend. legend. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Kirsten. It looked like that. Buildings were just half gone. Cars were on their roofs. So anyway, I was just beyond even, I couldn't think at that point. Yeah. And there were hardly any hotels that we could go to because a lot of them didn't have power. So we had to go to this hotel in Destin and it's called um, the Destin Inn or something like that. And I was so exhausted that so we checked in at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm. No, we checked in later. It would have been like three o'clock in the morning. And I was very aware that we were only going to get about four hours sleep.
0: Was there a body under the bed?
1: No, but do you know in my LA hotel, I checked that from one of our other podcasts (laughs) because there was a weird smell in my room and I checked under the bed, but there was nothing under there because I thought, "Mm." Mm. okay, so we check in, the lady at reception was very slow with the check-in process Mm. and I was just getting the feeling that the place was a bit odd. It was very old. Think like 80s hotel with that. What do they call where it looks like there's stalactites on the roof, but it's not. It's just cement. You know, oh, like little... yes. Yeah. My What's husband does called? it because
0: he's a solid plasterer. Um, Stucco. Yeah, yeah that, on the, like
1: that on the on the ceiling, yeah. um, just very 80s. So I walk into that, into my house. She finally gives me the key to the room, which is like in the basement for some reason. Like I had to go a level lower than reception to get in there. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, it was. It was awkward. So at this stage, I'm exhausted yeah. and I'm thinking four hours sleep. That's all you're getting. Get your shit together, Chanel, and have a shower and go to bed. Because so we had to be up to do sunrise. Oh, gosh. So... I walk into this room and I was just like, clothes off, in the shower, out of the shower, dry, pajamas on, organized clothes for the next day, go to bed. So I'm in bed, cover is over me, and I was just in that second where you fall asleep. Yeah. Like you've just fallen asleep and then something wakes you up. And the thing that woke me up was the shower went on. So I'm in my bed and the shower went on and it just went on for a couple of seconds and it went off and it wasn't enough time for me to completely realize what it was my Mm -hmm. brain just went oh what was that was that the shower i think that was the shower and then i was like whatever don't care too tired bang shower goes on again what the shower goes on for about four seconds like one two three four shower off and i thought that's definitely the shower What is happening? Close my eyes again. Shower goes on again. It's a ghost. For like four seconds, shower goes off. What the hell? I was too tired to care. I didn't care at this point. I was just thinking, shut up, Chanel. Go to sleep. Close my eyes again. Toilet flushes.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Toilet flushes.
0: Ghost with a bladder problem.
1: Toilet flushes three times. What? So shower goes off on and off three times toilet flushes three times and I thought and I have to say at this point the shower was the furthest point from yeah. me The toilet was a little closer yeah and then I thought whatever, just go to sleep. So I closed my eyes again. At the end of my bed there was a uh, like a dresser with a television on it yeah and next to that was a floor lamp. Close my eyes. Why is there
0: always floor lamps in hotel rooms? I don't
1: know. It's but unnecessary. They don't have them in real life. It's they don't. They uh, don't. Come on, anyway. Floor lamp goes on. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, it did. What? I swear. And at this point. You weren't dreaming? I, no. Nah, I, I I, know. I'll tell you why I wasn't dreaming. So at this point, I opened my eyes and I didn't move. I just opened my eyes. So yeah. I was on my side. Not, not even my little toe moved. Just opened my eyes and the room was a lot it was completely lit up at that point and it was pitch black before and I said out aloud I need to swear I said out aloud yep. can you fuck off I just need to sleep yeah and the light went off <gasps> and came back on right well, And can I just say I, no, I, I don't believe breathe. in this stuff no this has never happened to me but this legitimately happened so then I just laid there and I was just staring at the light and, like, bang, it went off and went back on again. What the hell is and going on? And I wasn't – in any other situation, I would have been terrified at the shower. At the point of the shower, I would have been yeah. terrified. But I was just so ex- – I've never been that exhausted in my life. I've never worked that hard in my life. It, and I was hang on. so
0: – Are you what, absolutely sure you were awake? I, I know I was awake.
1: Because sometimes people – no. Dream that they've no. woken up and no. they'll say, Oh, I woke up and I saw. I was hundred percent awake. I was there was no doubt in my mind. No way. that this all happened. And then in my brain I went, shower was the furthest point. It got closer with the toilet and now it's at the end it's at the end of my bed. Yeah. And I thought, nah, I'm out. So I got out of bed. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I know I wasn't dreaming. I'm in pajamas, by the way. Yeah. I close up my suitcase, zip it up. Yep because I'd packed everything so that in the morning I could just put on my clothes and get out and I didn't have to do much thinking. Wheel my suitcase out and I go back up to reception. Yeah, And the lady, the slow lady, was not at the reception desk. She was Ugh. fluffing around organising breakfast. Because or I'll tell you was why. Early. Because she is dead no. and she is a ghost. No. And so wait, I find her Yeah, and I say, hey, there's something weird going on in my room yeah. and I just really need to sleep. I need to work in about three and a half hours. Can I please switch rooms? And she says, oh, what room were you in again? And I said, 422. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'll switch you out of that one. And explain yourself, no, ghost that, but lady. No, but that is oh. all I needed because it's like she knew. When I said 422, she went, oh, I'll switch you out of that one like she knew there was something There's something in messed there messed up right and did
0: you see through her was she just like No, sh- no? so then was there was a mirror and there was a no reflection of her No I switched
1: rooms yes and this I was terrifying right i switched rooms and i i felt like i felt f- so much better in the second room and i chose a room right next to reception cuz i was like i'm not going down to basement level again yeah and in the morning uh my cameraman saw me come out of that room and he's like You know, weren't in that room. And I was like, just get in the car. I'll tell you. I'll tell you on the way. There was a ghost. I can't talk about it right now. And so then I started Googling Florida and apparently it has some of the most haunted hotels in the whole of the United States.
0: Why, I wonder.
1: I don't know. Built on a
0: a graveyard or something.
1: And then I contacted, because this is how crazy I am, I contacted a paranormal expert in Florida to say, have you had anything happen at that hotel, yeah. and he said, yes, <gasps> we have heard about people having situations in that hotel. What? Yeah. Wow. So whatever was in that room, and I, I'm i putting this out there that I am not a crazy ghost hunter, even though I did realise in when I was back in LA, they have a 24-hour paranormal channel.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff—ghost hunters there's,
1: and yeah. seances and stuff. I
0: love ghost hunters, but
1: I have never—and I've heard people tell stories about I was, you know, having surgery and I floated above and I saw myself having the surgery. I've heard all those stories, yeah. and I always go, "Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, right." This happened. No, I and it. I'm terrified about it, and it happened. And then I started thinking when I was back in LA, did I bring the spirit with me? Is it still with me? Is it going to like end up in my house? At- Back in, you that know, Melbourne. Happen. I had a friend I came know. to my house
0: who brought their dead person with them. See, this is spirit. what I mean. Yeah.
1: No, but I you think would know I, know by an, now. I know enough dead people, Yeah, like I, people I know that have died, that I think if they were in spirit form, they'd be looking out for me. And look...
0: I mean, I watch all those ghosty shows, and they yeah. say that the spirits draw on another power source. So if there is another electricity, there? that they'll use oh, that. Like often, if they're using a battery powered thing, the batteries will go down right. because they'll use that power. But I was thinking, but what is the ghost doing that for?
1: What's the point of turning Ooh, the lights it on and off? Just didn't want me in that room. I think whatever yeah. it was, and I just thought it was getting closer, and the next step was either to touch me or to like sit on the bed, or there was a lamp next to me, and I just mm. thought. No, nah, okay, mate, I get your point. See you later, I'm out. I See completely ya. Okay, believe you. Okay, bye. <laughs> um,
0: we spoke to my friend, Peter, who's also my lovely work colleague, in our, I think in episode one, didn't we? Yes. Um, He was staying in England in a hotel room or a and b with his wife and the TV came on in the middle of the night. Yep. I think more than once he got up and... Unplugged it. Unplugged it, went back to bed it came on again. See? And he's like you. He's not and the he, kind of person who believes that sort of thing.
1: Absolutely like me. He wouldn't make it up, or there's no reason to exaggerate.
0: It shouldn't be scary. Why, why are you scared by light coming on? But why are we scared by
1: that? No, I, I, you know what it is? At, at the start, I was thinking, oh, maybe dodgy plumbing because it was just the bathroom. Yeah. But then the light freaked me out. I yeah. couldn't move. At that point, I, when I just opened my eyes, I couldn't move. And I was thinking, now, that's and then after I said, "F off, yeah, yeah, yeah." I need to get some sleep. Yeah, as soon as I finish talking, off and on.
0: Yeah, as in like, no, nah. nah. not doing it. No, nah. I'm here for the fun. And then you
1: know what they did at the hotel? <laughs>
0: what
1: they gave me a whole bag of toiletries. I think to apologise for the fact that there was a ghost in my room. <laughs> sorry, we've haunted like you for the rest gave of your me life. the most random. I'm sorry. Like, there was like a um pack of wet wipes in there. Ectoplasm? Just in case I shit myself something like or something, that? I don't no? know. <laughs> like a pack of wet wipes and like some extra shampoo and Lovely. there was a stubby holder yeah. um, and just all this random stuff.
0: Oh, I would still sue the pants off them. I oh, know we've already said the name of it. the Harpers well, are. Yeah,
1: and the... it is absolutely again. Don't think TV news glamorous. We do not stay in glamorous places at all. No, it's totally the kind of hotel you no. kill yourself it sounded in. Sounded like a hell if hole. you were gonna. Yeah, it was.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe it's someone. No, it would be a murder. Like, if someone killed themselves, they would have achieved what they set out to do, wouldn't they? Whereas, yeah, but maybe if someone they was were murdered. Just like, oh. like, you have to think that the, a ghost is only going to be annoyed if they've died when they weren't ready to die.
1: But maybe, see, I rocked in at 3 a.m., maybe the ghost was going. Lady, I thought I had this room to myself tonight. Now you've turned up.
0: And also, if you were a ghost, or if uh, why would you hang around in that shitty motel?
1: Well, why wouldn't can you go somewhere say nice? one other thing, which is a bit rudy nudey I'm just really grateful if that was a ghost, that it didn't scare me while I was naked, taking my makeup off in the mirror. <laughs> like it didn't write like, Hello, in like the in steam lipstick. on the mirror yeah. or something. You know, like while I was naked, at least I was clothed. It gave me the opportunity you. to leave the hotel room with some dignity. Oh, so, scary. That's my story. Oh,
0: and look at you, brave soldier. You're back and you're here.
1: Oh, hurricanes and ghosts.
0: I've got something a bit um, unusual for you. And uh, I must thank Deborah on our Facebook page for bringing this story to our attention. I have for you the tree that grew out of a body. Mm. In 2011, I've got my glasses on now, so that makes me much more uh, knowledgeable, I believe. Mm. I don't need them. I'll take them off. 2011, a fig tree was spotted growing in... I love
1: figs. So do I. Very expensive. So if you've got a neighbour that has a tree, you steal them.
0: We're growing one. If they come good over the summer. They were hopeless last summer. If they're good this summer, I'll bring you some in. Uh, There was a mountainous area on the Mediterranean island of Cyprus and there was a a fig tree Hmm. growing in this rocky area and it was a very unusual place for a fig tree to be, any kind of fruit tree, but but particularly (sighs) a fig. They don't usually grow there. Do you know this story?
1: No, I don't, but I've just had a thought about what it could be. (laughs) What? I don't know because I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to go to the... (laughs)
0: So a man began digging around the tree to see whether someone had planted it there on purpose. What a strange thing to do.
1: I think I know what's going to happen and I'm terrified. Go.
0: (laughs) At the roots of the tree, he found a body. Yep. So the police were called in and they discovered two more corpses nearby. Who were these three people?
1: Can I say what I think it is?
0: Yes, go on.
1: Did they eat figs and then fig trees grew out of them? You
0: (laughs) wrecker! You wrecker! All right, let me explain what happened. (laughs) This
1: is amazing. Shut up! That really happened. Shut up! Why did my brain go there immediately? They ate figs and then fig trees grew (laughs) out of their corpses.
0: Let me just give you a little history lesson first. Sorry. No, don't apologise. I'm very proud of you for guessing it. Well done. So in this area where the bodies were found, if we go back to the 1960s, there was a lot of uh, tension growing. You're so pleased with yourself,
1: aren't you? No, I'm just amazed that that could happen.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, let me explain because maybe it didn't. Oh, okay. There's a question mark. Go. There was tension between the Greek and the Turkish Cypriots. Um, in no, April 1967, the military group that ruled Athens at the time they seized power, that November, there was fierce fighting between the Greeks and the Turks living in Cyprus and Turkey mobilised its troops and they prepared to invade. There really was a lot of hatred. Um, 1974, again, conflict erupted on Cyprus. hmm uh, the Greeks attempted a military coup to depose the president, and the Turkish forces hit back at them, and armed forces invaded the island. So over the years, during all this fighting, more than 2,000 people, both Greek and Turkish separates, went missing in the fighting. So let's come forward now to 1981 the Committee on Missing Persons in Cyprus, who are known as the CMP. The uh, CMP was set up to try and find out what had happened to all those people that had gone missing and to try and find their remains. And they have, from what I could read, have a, a massive effort, absolutely incredible. They've dug up mass graves. Um, it's The CMP is backed by the United Nations and they've got a lab in Sarajevo. So what they could do was get, if they found any bone samples, they could extract the DNA from mm-hmm. them and match them with li- living relatives. So since 2007... The remains of 890 people have been found and identified and returned to their families. But there are, I think, around about a 1,000 Cypriots are still missing. So back to the fig tree and the body under the tree. Okay. The first body, or what remained of it, was identified from the remains as a man by the name of Ahmet Hagun, a Turkish Cypriot. And he had gone missing back in 1974, so 40 years ago, or over 40 years ago. He'd been forced into that cave with two other Turkish Cypriots and they were under attack from the Greek Cypriots who threw in a stick of dynamite. Mm. The cave collapsed and the three of them were trapped inside the cave. So oh, all yeah. three of them died in that blast and the side of the cave was blown out. But that allowed just enough sunlight to filter through directly on top of Ahmet's body. Now, earlier in that day, Chanel... When did you develop these psychic powers? Was that when the ghost visited you? <laughs> I don't I know. I
1: don't know why I immediately thought. It's
0: different how your eyes are rolling around in your head while I'm talking to you. Earlier in the day, Ahmet had eaten a fig.
1: Photosynthesis. That's what they call it, isn't it? We that's need when the, the light
0: green and... turns that, yeah. 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 So the seed in his stomach had taken root and flourished in that little ray of sunlight and a little bit of moisture that it was able to get in and had become a fully formed tree. Hold on. When I was a little girl... Um, I had a splinter on the top of my foot and it really hurt. And I didn't uh, – dad was always the one, like if you had an eyelash in your eye, you went to dad and he would roll up the corner of his hanky and get it out for you. Mm. And but, and if you had a splinter, you would go to dad and dad would get it. But I did, it was so sore I didn't want him to get it out. And he okay. told me after a few days that if I, he, I didn't get it taken out, that it would grow into a tree on yeah. my foot. See? So this story really scared me. Um <laughs> So, Ahmet's family were delighted. They were so happy that they'd finally found his body. His sister, Munur, who's now 87, said she'd nearly lost hope. Um, They used to live in a village of about 4,000 people, half Greek, half Turkish. And in 1974, Ahmet had joined the Turkish Resistance Organisation. And she says on the 10th of June that year, the Greeks took him away. They searched for him for years. And and, uh, so finally to know Mm. that that was him in the cave gave them some sort of closure. But... Um, There's a couple of elements to the story where they're not actually sure that it happened the way that we were told So back in 2006, this is five years before the body was found The CMP had been given information that there were um, Turkish separate remains in a cave Close to uh, the beach in Limassol, it was called, and they went Mm -hmm. to excavate, but the entrance to the cave was underwater, and they couldn't get into it because of the dynamite blast. So some people are saying that it didn't happen the way that the that this we're being told that he ate the fig and it grew from that, right? But that that's a story that the family are hanging on to because it gives them something, yeah, Yeah, it gives some closure. But there was a journalist who had been to that beach. And she knew of a. Hang on. Just consulting all my notes here. No, you don't have to edit it, Kirsten. I think everyone knows I'm a mess by now. It's not a secret. Uh, let me see. So this journalist was looking into Ahmet's final hours alive and she says that he was actually taken from the village. He was in a coffee shop in the village and taken there with with his two other guys. The two other bodies were a guy called Erdogan Enver and Unal Adil. Um, She says there was no entrance to the cave, so they must have been brought there by boat. But she confirmed that the last thing he ate on that day were these figs. They were called Anna... How did she know that? I don't know. How spoke do you that? I can't she spoke to people. She talked to confirm Some
1: people's names, and well, she's got their menu for the day.
0: She talked to people back in the town and looked at the type of figs that were growing in the village where he came from, and they were Anadoligia. Anadolidica. Anna Stop it! Figs. That's not an accent. <laughs> That's mm. just me trying it's to. Verging. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, she says. Um, that actually the fig tree had been noticed a lot earlier by that. So there was a, a man who was the, just happened to be the head of the Foreign Ministry's Humania- Humanitarian Affairs Directorate, Xenophon Callis. He regularly went to that beach and he actually had watched it grow over the years. It had always caught his eye and he, in fact, had even gone back to his early picture. He, this was his local beach. He would right. go there all the time. He'd gone back and looked at pictures that have... That he had of the beach in the early days, and had seen how this fig tree had grown. So he apparently was the one who tipped them off that it was there. Everyone's mm. basically what it is. Everyone's claiming credit for finding the fig tree and noticing right. it. Um, and he apparently discovered that it was of this anadolidica kind of fig tree, and that was what led them to it. Uh, let me just see what I've written here because it must be interesting. <laughs> <this> whole page. <laughs> They're saying that maybe, maybe the fig tree grew because of Amet's um, last meal. Mm-hmm. But there's also a possibility, much less romantic, that a bat had eaten the fig and then taken a shit in the cave and it had grown from that. That's
1: awful. It's not
0: as lovely, okay. so let's so, not believe that. so, question. <laughs>
1: yes. If they, if they said, if you, you go there, right, because yes. you're curious and you go there and they say, yep. it grew from a seed in his stomach. Yes. Would you eat a fig from that tree?
0: Oh, no, because it's got human in it. Well,
1: does it? I don't know. Well, I
0: think it probably does. I don't think
1: I'd eat a fig from that
0: tree. (laughs) I don't know. No, thank you. No. Well, look, the family are delighted anyway, and they said whatever the story is, whatever actually happened, they found my brother thanks to that fig tree. I think when you get to the point where you're humanising the fig tree, as though the fig yeah. tree was wearing its I would its hold arms on. I would hold like on to a the child fig tree the as a good play. story. Do you think? Yeah, Mama, did you I'd have to be a, tra- a tree in a school
1: play? No, I was an angel. I always got a speaking part. Oh, I was the lead. I was an angel in the um, nativity scene. We? Yeah, let's do some feedback and stuff. All right, feedback email from Judy. Nice things, nice things. First, let me say how much I enjoy your podcast. It makes my Monday every week. Stop it, Judy. Stop. I know. Stop. Stop. Uh, She says, I have a story for you on gravediggers. Now, is this the one you told me not to read ahead?
0: Yeah, just just read it. Okay. Yep.
1: Many years ago, I worked for a bank in a local shopping centre. These were the days of the passbook and withdrawal down the chute to have your signature verified.
0: Are you too young to know what that is? No,
1: I remember... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. I remember when you had to go into banks.
0: I'm so glad I didn't have to explain banking processes to you, <laughs> One day
1: I was the, is it clerk or clerk, I always get weird with that word, who was authorising the signature and recognised the name of a regular client who was deaf and dumb. Hmm. He was a youngish guy with a long blonde scruffy with long blonde scruffy hair who worked as a grave digger in the local cemetery. Mm. I always felt sorry for him as he was unmercifully bullied by Aww. the school children who walked past the cemetery on a shortcut to and from school.
0: But then he wouldn't have heard them. That's he was,
1: yeah, he's deaf and dumb. Mm. Yep. This particular day, I authorised the signature and decided to give it directly to the teller rather than putting it behind him in the teller's cage as I wanted to let him know that the guy was deaf, i.e. there was no point yelling out his name. It was best to catch his eye and motion him, motion to him that it was his turn, right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So in the news the next day, a young girl in my sister's year at school had been found burned to death on a bushland track just downhill just downhill from the cemetery the investigation into her death mentions something about the perpetrator a deaf mute mm. having assaulted the girl then going to buy petrol returning to the scene and setting her on fire then i remembered the withdrawal it was the day of the murder i asked the teller if he remembered it too he did we reported it to police I guess that little piece of pink paper became a piece of evidence. (gasps) That was the withdrawal slip. Wow. I wonder if he was getting the money out to buy petrol. Well, it sounds
0: like it, doesn't it?
1: That's cool.
0: It's, wow.
1: Not that the girl died, but that she, like, linked the...
0: Yeah.
1: ...joined the dots...
0: I think if you flip the page, she's got a guess at your um. There's a. She also included a dead cat story, but we'll skip over the
1: dead. cat. I can't cat. do cat dead cat stories. It's too upsetting. I had to for put Sharni my cat Oll. down, and it was sorry. Upsetting. It was Judy. Was, was that Judy? Yeah, that was Judy. Yeah,
0: Judy. Sorry, Judy. But we have to uh, skip the dead frozen she cat. She says. It's basically it's a dead frozen cat that starts to thaw out, but she thought it was coming back. to... Is this upsetting you? I don't want to.
1: No, that's okay.
0: Okay, she thought it was coming back to life, but it was just thawing out because it was oh, in the freezer anyway. I can't
1: I think of my dearly beloved Edward? Anyway. Sorry. She says, kind regards. Oh, wait. Where to dispose of a dead body? hmm She says, somewhere off the Great Ocean Road, high tide and preferably in a storm. Oh, yes. Wrong. yes. We'll take it. Wrong. That's not it. Like it'll no. get
0: carried out. Just, no. Okay.
1: There's too many tourists on the Great Ocean Road. You'd true. Bloody, you'd be chucking the body off, and a busload of tourists from China would turn up and start taking photos of you. Right.
0: Just a polite no, No, incorrect would do you to tell Judy off. <laughs>
1: it's true though. There's busloads of them. Can I down just there. point
0: out, without actually specifically saying her name and everything, but Judy's got like all sorts of important letters and titles and she's stuff. She's a afternoon. real person.
1: And I, with she's authoritative. Yeah, and I was
0: so impressed by that. She's
1: done some schooling. That's right. That's an Impressive email signature. Now, while
0: we're guessing your hiding space, there's been a bit of guessing of hiding space, hiding mm. place for a dead body uh, activity, and so I'll just throw a few of them at you. Okay, get a response to me. wrap things up. Okay, Basma and Sabrina oh, are back.
1: Favorites. Mm.
0: Hi there. We're so sorry we haven't sent any suggestions for the past month. Forgiven. It's okay. Sometimes you just need to take two weeks off not to fail your exams and then another two weeks off to repair the mental trauma caused by said exams. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. They're studying and listening to our podcast and trying to guess where your dead body is. So I hope this doesn't affect their studies. Studies. Here is our most recent rubbish idea, they say. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12. Down a gully slash ravine off the side of a highway. No real explanation for this. It's just that, we remember, Sharnel would drop the body down and we are seriously running out of ideas. Hint, please. We hope to get back into the groove soon. Basmar and Sabrina. Gully, ravine, side of a highway. It's very close. Ooh. This is exciting. It's okay. very close. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if I should have said that. Well, I'm just gonna. We might come back to that, but I've got a bit of news to share from Basma and Sabrina. So, there was a little gap in their emails, yes, while you were away. Sure. Um,
1: Is one of- has one of them died?
0: No, okay, no, no.
1: Good, I'd feel um, compelled to go to their funeral, <laughs> so they've been such good listeners.
0: Well, I feel a bit invested in them now, and I know you and I have got a bit to answer for you specifically. Okay, hi, hi. Our most recent suggestion, number 13, down the drain. With our grades, we did so bad, you guys. Oh, no. So bad. Oh, no.
1: They both did bad? Yes. Oh, shit. This
0: is really terrible. Oh, no. I feel bad. But they don't seem to care. They're so resilient. And That's what happens what we've learned. when you're at uni, though. Yeah. You don't
1: care. You just go, whatever. And you know what? Stay at uni forever because it's a great time in your life. <laughs>
0: uh, and then they just go straight into it. Our real idea, number 13, into a silo, like a grain silo or something, perhaps without no, actual so grains in it. So number 12
1: is very close.
0: I don't know if I should reveal now. Well, don't tell. i oh, let me go through the other ones, and then I reckon it's about time. Let me just run through the others. Uh, Maybe
1: I need to go to my. I, I've said it for episodes and episodes now. Maybe I need to go to the place and talk through while I'm there.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I've got some more guesses for you, uh, Basma and Sabrina. Can, please make something of your lives. Don't turn out like Charnell and I. Please. I know. Uh,
1: this is from Paige. I got a really bad inter score.
0: Did you? I didn't even go to uni. Oh, no, I did. I went for about
1: two weeks and I didn't like Horrific it. Horrific enter score, but then I did really well in uni because I worked out what I wanted to do and I was a total geek. But in high school, didn't care. Middle finger to the English teacher. Really? Care. Yeah. I was I a was, two-shoes. Oh, I was a real a-hole to some teachers in high school. That surprises me. Mm, I was. And then took a couple of years off. Decided I wanted to be a journo and was really geeky about it. Got like a got first class honours and all that. Did you? Yeah, but VCE score fifty six. No. Yeah, because I didn't care. Wow. Didn't study. Didn't care.
0: You know, that's actually a positive thing f- for kids to hear. It doesn't. You know, I did a valedictory it speech it.
1: at my old high school, mm-hmm. and I told them like everything I'd done and all my uni scores and people I'd interviewed and blah, blah blah. And then I was like, and I got fifty six for my enter score.
0: And well, I saw about
1: 20 parents in the crowd die.
0: Yeah, I know. They don't want to hear it at that stage. They want Speaking to... of
1: dead bodies, about 20 parents died.
0: <laughs> and, and you were you responsible. Thank you very much. See
1: you later, people.
0: Uh, Paige <clears throat> contacted us via Facebook. Go to the Dead Bodies podcast Facebook page, please. There's lots on there for you. Paige is lovely and she's a big fan of the podcast. I listened to it on my way to university. Oh, no, we can't be responsible for all these studies going wrong. We're failing everyone. And would like to thank you ladies for putting the time, putting in the time to make this. Uh, She says. Well, first she asks, uh, is she crazy for wanting to watch YouTube and listen to podcasts about murders? No, you're not. That's no. fine. Look at Chanel. She turned out making a living out of it. Yep. Okay. Paige says, I would like to inform you on my educated guess on Chanel's body dumping place. I'm almost certain that it is in the bush forest, like a national park.
1: People are really on to me because this is right.
0: Many bodies have been found there that lead to cold cases. If anything, We it's... need like
1: a yay sound it's... effect. Bam. Such that. That's all there is to it. That's, that's all there is to it. A It's not spot on, but it's all very accurate. It's close. Well, she yes. said it's
0: such a big area. Police have struggled to find bodies there. E.g. Peter Falconio. Well, that was out in the Outback, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, Matthew Levison. What's Matthew Levison? I have to look that up. And if they found the bodies, they struggled to find evidence. Mm. Uh, there you are. To pinpoint the killer. So that's not a bad guess page. Uh, Emma? She says, hey, guys, love the show. I think I might know what charnel's ultimate spot to hide dead bodies is in an abandoned mine shaft because they're too dangerous for the police to go in and investigate. No, but
1: that is a good spot. And I know that people have been thrown down abandoned yeah. mine shafts and they're not found for ages. Yeah,
0: because there's dead sheep. The farmers show, throw the yeah, sheep and stuff it's only there. like when
1: someone's pet dog falls down one and they go, oh, Fido's up with a tibia. Tibia, tibia that's the bone, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that's Good. that's correct. Emma also says, uh, I think it would be fun to know what the most ap- inappropriate place is people have listened to your podcast. Mine is oh. when I was in hospital's high dependency board during a code blue. Not sure what that says about me. What's code blue? Is that someone's turned blue? Is that code blue? That would make sense, wouldn't it?
1: No, I think I know what a code blue is. Isn't that?
0: That's, they say cyanotic. in? Isn't cyanotic when you turn blue and your lips
1: turn blue? That would be code blue surely. No, I thought code blue was like when someone's attacking a staff member. Oh, okay then.
0: I feel like I feel heard free that to in a send us trial where you have uh, inappropriately listened to our podcast from Liz on Facebook are you looking up code blue? Well, I was
1: going to but then you get mad when I look at my phone. No, so Go ahead
0: like, do it. From okay. Liz I'm used to you ignoring me. Solo. From Liz on Facebook hello ladies thank you for your Awesome podcast. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. Uh, I have decided that Charnel needs to disclose her hiding See, spot. See,
1: everyone's on to me this episode. My uh,
0: reason is this if it is good as she says, maybe there is already a body there waiting to be found. Just saying. Well, oh,
1: Code Blues when a cardiac arrest is happening. Oh, okay. According to this, that could be wrong. Correct me. It's fine.
0: All right. Uh, and now people are getting really silly. Lorraine on Facebook says. Would you attach balloons to the dead body and dispose of it floating it's away? Up.
1: It's not the movie Up. What's happening? Kim, Put that email down.
0: Kim on our Facebook page says charnel is your dead body hideaway, a wombat hole in the bush.
1: Everyone's gone bush and, it's and not wrong.
0: Ashley on Facebook says Oh, There've been a few messages about. Them. So i sorry. I hate to refer to it because I'm so deeply ashamed. What has now become known the as poo. the poo pod, yes. The poo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can it's I terrible. also just
1: add to this? We did two Don't edits. Me I need to tell the truth about it. <laughs> yes. We had to get our lovely producer to edit that twice. Sorry, Kirsten. To edit out all the laughing that we did. Sorry. Because I have such a complex about people hating us laughing. No,
0: I'm never going to apologise for laughing. Laughing so there, haha! Ha, I don't care. Ashley on Facebook says, "Poopod, love you both." Uh, this was a great episode. I loved the laughing. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, nice. Okay, nice stuff. Nice stuff. No guesses on where Sharnel will bury a body because if I'm right, I might just be that body that is buried there. True. So you have terrified people. I think True. you need to reveal. Will you do right. it?
1: Yes, I will. In the I next will go. episode. Yes.
0: In the next episode. Of Dead Bodies Will we Truly Will you
1: finally tell us I feel like it's a bit unsafe To go there But I will Because I was just in a hurricane So that was unsafe So whatevs Oh
0: god Okay Well it's not likely to be In the next episode But it won't be be In a not far away episode Of Dead Bodies Dead Bodies is created by DD Dunleavy and Chanel Villa, and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.